Hi, I'm Dan Farr. I'm the producer of Salt Lake Comic Con, and you're listening to Top 5 Comics Podcast. Welcome to Top 5 Comics, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Today with us, we have the Infinite Crisis, Curtis. Uh, hi. We have with us the Secret War, Mike. Talking animals, Steve. We have with us Final Crisis, Ross. Hello. We have the Infinity Gauntlet, CBS. God damn it. And we have Crisis on Infinite Earths with Rob. Hi. 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 Oh my god, that's Rob. Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh, so let's see, today we're doing episode 53? I think so. Is that right? I don't know we have to restart now. Isn't that... Why? Because I thought after you got to 52, you were... Oh no, he's got a point. Do we need to? Well, actually, we made it way too far for reboots. Dang it! Yeah, he's right. We should technically restart at like number twenty. And we did have all the crises at the or, beginning. Or eighteen. Yeah. This is volume seven. <laughs> we are technically season three. We just kept the numbers running though, so that's like a Marvel trick. At least just it's jack the to be. price up and cut down the page count. <laughs> Yeah, the quality's yeah, gone down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably true. Okay, so uh, episode 53. All right. Uh, so today we're going to do uh, Action Comics number 40, and then Descender number 1, Rocket Raccoon number 6. Is that 9? can't see it from here. Rocket Raccoon number nine. Then uh, Bill and Ted's Triumphant Return number one. Totally. And Howard the Duck number one. It's funny because I thought that we weren't doing very many number ones this week and we're definitely doing more number ones than anything else. Yeah, that, yeah it's true. That's it's easier that way. And a nine and a, it's because we can't count. It's a we, reboot. We get higher and it's harder to... Well, if you add them all together. That's a good point. There you go. You make sense. It sure. sounds impressive this time. <laughs> we almost had, do we have 53 if we add them together? Holy crap. 49. 52. 52. Sure about that? Yeah. 49, 50, 51, 52. Mother. i you, it's got to restart now because. You shut your mouth over Numbers there, are lining up right. Let's get a number two in there somewhere. You're hot in that jacket. Nope. Ah, well, um, so. <laughs> Uh, stop it over there. Uh, Alright, so let's go ahead and start with uh, some news from Ross and the dog pile. God damn it! <laughs> I, the only news I kind of have is going to steal a little bit of Rob's news. And that's that Jason was announced for Mortal Kombat. As, like, DLC-type stuff. Jason? Who? Voorhees. Yep. Oh. What? Was there some setup there? No. And I don't know. The sneaky thing about that is it's Friday the 13th as well, so that's kind of a... See? I didn't even realize oh, that. The sons yeah. of bitches. Right? Wow. 
Can I say that, that on here? a giant circle. Well, yes, he did. worse already, so go for it. I don't necessarily think that You said hard. mother... Well, no, before that. Is that Kramer from Seinfeld? 53? <laughs> 52? 51? The? Yes. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. Uh, people are going to listen to this and be like, they just say random words over and over again. Much. That's Thank real life, true. really. It's kind of how the world goes. So, uh, Ross jumps the bandwagon with some Mortal Kombat. That's it, Ross? It's all I think I someone know, told me man. earlier some, someone about some new costumes with different things oh, for the... Oh, I forgot. Yeah. The, what did you tell me a story about that, Ross? Yeah, there's a new Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, and Flash costumes we've seen. And to be honest, I don't like any of them. Batman, oh. the Batman as a giant robot would be awesome if it was like just an issue. But it looks like they're just going to do Batman as a giant robot for... What I say about that is if I wanted to read Iron Man, I'd read Iron Man. Yep. Rogue Batman. And apparently they're like, people must really like Grant Morrison's early action comics where he's wearing jeans and a t-shirt, because that's what he's going back to. I didn't see a cape on there either. Nope, no cape. Maybe it's on his ass. (laughs) Hell! (laughs) That's a different character. And I'm pretty sure didn't Connor Superboy wear that outfit first from yeah. the pre New Fifty Two Fifty Two? Oh yeah, he looks almost exactly like Connor, including his haircut. Yeah, it's very similar. So mm. what, what's this? Where, where is this occurring? In regular continuity, or it's after just kind of changing all our costumes. After, after uh, I guess after convergence, it's going to change. So, but this is still really early and all that. <coughs> but yeah, it's it's scary. I actually I didn't mind the Flash. Except for, like, the weird lightning slash. slash. Yeah. He looks the most normal of the group. Yeah. But, this uh, is after convulsion or whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Collusion? After Secret Wars? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, hmm. yeah it's kind of... Like, I... I honestly... You know, now that it's here, I was excited for it, but I didn't expect any of this change. So... No, they were, like, really kind of sneaky with that, because they were like, we're going to have 25 that are going to stay, just keep going from what they are, and now they're saying all these changes in those yeah. 25 books. He's going to be wearing armor, basically. Yeah, he, he well, looks he was, like Chappie. He was already wearing armor, they just turned him so into... So he's, he's a robot. Yeah, Chappie or the guy from Appleseed. Like a giant robot rabbit. Which I love robot rabbits just fine. Well, I don't but, think you do. Robot rabbits? Man, you have no idea. Do you, do you it's a remember, robot. Do you remember when they put the, the shadow in a robot suit and it was freaking terrible? I don't remember that. Well, I do, and it was terrible. Okay. And I'm thinking that may be this way. But writing's got a lot better. Kapula's going to be doing the art still. It doesn't matter if it looks awesome or not. They already gave Batman like 20 suits that better than this. I know. And then and I like Franz Manipul's art, and the pictures we've seen so far look cool, like Ross said. You know, it, like, it's stupid. I think it's kind of funny because he's already had two different robot bat suits before this too. They were way cooler. What about Wonder Woman? Hers is a more. She's wearing pants again. She has long sleeves and she has like spikes that come out of her bracelets. Yeah, that's the odd thing for me is the spike bracelets. It's it's kind of a similar thing to Batman with me where it'd be cool if it was like a one off like that's her crazy suit that she has to use to fight someone special, but I, the way they're saying it is it's just her new suit. Period. Hmm. What, is, what do they all need new suits? They don't need... If it ain't broke, don't fix the damn thing. Yeah. New 52. That's the answer not, to everything. Not anymore. Well, not anymore, no. Now it's just going to be DC. Figure it the, out, pal. 
<laughs> That's that? actually their tagline on the book, too. <laughs> it says the number, and then it says that right underneath it. I don't see why not. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Can you make an abbreviation where it makes sense with the letters? I don't uh, think so. F T blank P. How many titles are they keeping? They're keeping 25. Oh, there's an I in there somewhere. somewhere. Mm. <laughs> and all the rest of them are going to be, yeah. They, they're going to restart. Uh, some of them are restarting just, they're just restarting. So, like, uh, Batman Robin's going to end, and then I think what's going to oh, be... Oh, it's just going to be Robin. The Robins, I think is what it's going to be called. And then they're going to mm -hmm. have that goofy-ass yeah, Well, they're going to have Robin, thing. Son of Batman, which basically oh, replaces okay. Batman Robin. Robin, Son of Batman. Here's the thing, though, is they haven't actually said that that's a replacement for Batman and Robin. And the way they've been talking is that it won't be part of regular continuity. It oh, will be its own thing. The Robinson of Batman? Not for sure, but that's the way it sounds. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely know more, I think, next month when the actual preview catalog starts coming out. They put it all online. Everything mm -hmm. that's in the preview catalog already is up. But the way it sounds is its own. Okay. Continuity. Yeah, I, I haven't seen, like, next to half of that then, I guess. Yeah. So. Are they going to fix Batgirl? No. Oh, no. They're adding a second don't, one in don't Black Don't think Mary. it's already broken. Well, it's broken. That's what I said. In my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to give her a, a sister book, I guess. Yeah, Black Canary. Uh, Black Canary is going to jump down the bad girl rabbit hole. So. And the art looks like Spider-Gwen, kind of. For Black Canary. Oh, yeah, you can, you can tell they're trying to ride that. Well, the art in Spider Gwen is fine. Like the art, the art even in Batgirl is fine. Dude, I'm not complaining about it's the art. The, I'm just saying they're going yeah. the same. Yeah, they're trying to gain that popularity that that has. The the fake popularity, maybe IGN online because they read people's Twitter really, feeds. I really don't think it's fake. It's actually, it's not even yeah. IGN. That's it's IO9. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's Which, the, whichever one of those jackasses it is. It's the hip thing to be into in comics. Yeah. It's, it's turned that Batgirl's the leader of the you know the hipster comic. She movement. didn't move it. It was Spider Gwen that started it. It's not the same thing. It don't matter. Well, the writing—the writing, writing is good. Does like matter? What Gail Simone like, was really? writing and turned it into that pile. Yeah, the writing is good. Doesn't matter. Shit. <sighs> yeah, I said it. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it is to me. Which one? The bad girl. Bad girl. Well, yeah, we, we've all custom discussed that a little bit since the beginning, and while we were willing to try it and sort of ride the ride the wave, it's been thoroughly disappointing. And that's the thing, is if it was actually good, it'd be one thing. Well, right, that's what I was saying. People, they think it's... I don't think they actually read it, though. No. Probably not. Not, not really. You know what else happened? Huh? Star Wars Rogue One. That's good news, Aquarius. We're, trying, we're still no, trying to I'm, talk I'm about... No, I'm getting us out of the crapper. DC Fit Fop. Nope, we're done. That's the abbreviation. I know, I figured that out in my head, oh. sir. Well, I had to use a piece of paper. Fit Fop. Talking about. <laughs> Figure it the out, pal. You <laughs> see his new fit pop. That's awesome. We should we should brand that to him. We should sell that to him. Trademark? Yeah. Copyright. Send it to him in an email now. The book formerly known as good. That what we're gonna do? We're gonna send it to him as an idea and then copyright it before they can get it. That's the only way we'll make money with it, right? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't run with that because they took off the FTW from those covers. Out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. The WTF. Spineless. Yeah, WTF. Yeah. Oh. What I say, FTW? I think. I think we put it as fit fop. It's so new, it'll be hip, and they won't know the difference. I mean, yeah. What are these retards saying now? <laughs> I don't understand. Everything's everything's so new and hippy. This is hipstery. We'll just put it on the cover. It'll be fine. Instead of hip hop, it's fit fop. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a very insensitive term to use. <clears throat> Bit pop, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, you know, it's, it's like the Wild West of DC Comics now, I guess. We'll see. Okay, let's move on to something that doesn't suck. Oh, you know what happened? Yeah. Star Wars. I'll be down. Yeah, starring Felicity Jones. That's awesome. What do you think that's going to be about, Mike? I couldn't tell you. The dude that directed Godzilla, Gareth Edwards, is going to be directing it. Mike? Cool. Excellent. Sweet. Isn't it, what's it called? Most Triumphant. Oh, Star Wars Rogue One. Most Excellent. So don't you think it'll probably most likely be about pilots? Oh, yes, I do. All right, then. But Mike, I was trying to get him to play the game, but he's looking at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's how I was looking. I think that is Mike's game. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Just keep fishing, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to pull out a... Never mind. This means he's always the winner. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else new that was not aggravating? <laughs> probably. They did, uh, there's talks about a Ghostbusters spinoff to you with Channing Tatum, I guess. You know what? Right. I'm okay with that now. Yeah, me too. Simply because we watched Jupiter Ascending, it's pretty, yeah, pretty and he good. wasn't a complete dumbass in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, ever since, I mean, ever since he did 21 Jump Street, it proved he could be funny. That so. doesn't, not, no. Yeah. There was no Laffy in that. In 21 Jump Street? No. Jupiter yes. Ascending. Oh, Jupiter Ascending, no. What? what? Jupiter Ascending is serious, serious action. I'm done. But I do think it's kind of funny because I'm almost positive that they're spreading that rumor. I don't think it's ever been an official thing, but I'm sure it's coming out of all the uh, people that don't like the all-female Ghostbusters idea. With So you're trying to tell us that you think it's lies, Ross. You bring us a lot. I think, I think it could be true, but if, if it is true, it's because they caved to... People being upset with them about. Hmm. Well, shouldn't he be Janine? That'd mean, be hilarious if that was the case. But they're saying the girl Ghostbusters. They're yes. saying it's its own movie, so I don't think it'll be like. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, if we're gonna have all girl Ghostbusters, then Janine should be a guy, right? I mean, that would be pretty funny. That would be the only thing that made sense. Yeah, unless we're just like, no, no men are allowed at all. Which then, you know. Maybe. That doesn't make any sense to me. <clears throat> that that dude, Gennady Tartofsky? Uh-huh. Yeah. He was supposed to evidently in the works with a Popeye. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah, Gennady Tartofsky. He yeah. built chip, I guess, on oh, that. Oh, really? Because of the changes at Sony. That's crazy. I had no idea that was even happening. Huh. There was a lot of weirdness, because uh, we actually hmm. saw early... Um, Test footage. Like, test footage that yeah. was almost finished, and the, there was this big thing, like, they wouldn't let him have the pipe, they wouldn't let him have the tattoos... And, I mean, that's, that could have been early test footage stuff, so they just took those items out. But I do remember there was an issue about the pipe. Yeah, there was something to do with they didn't, they didn't want him smoking the pipe. Forget the fact in the cartoons, he, he never actually smoked it, he just had it. Yeah, it was just that's that. That's how he ate his spinach sometimes, yeah. right? through the pipe. Yeah. Sucked it through the pipe. That's mm-hmm. how I eat spinach. I don't Me know. too. Yeah. Except well, that little screen gets in the way. Yeah, well, you know. Then you just get juice. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it easier to eat it. <laughs> that makes it way easier. It's supposed yeah. to be better that way. Anyway, but yeah, they didn't. They removed the tattoos, like the the oar or the anchor anchors. anchor on his arm. The oar, and that was uh, That'd yeah, be a terrible part, tattoo. Part, part of a boat. <laughs> no wonder his forearms are so big. Yeah, the, it looked awesome. I mean, the footage that, that they had looked great. But if he walks, I mean, that's he, I don't know that that that's uh, that's upsetting a little bit. Because well, even if, even if even if they went the other direction with the weirdness, 
Like, it would have been good. Was he, it sp- he's good at what he does. Was it supposed to be live action? Or? No, it was animated. Was it? Yeah, yeah it was uh-huh. a computer generated. Sci- that- yeah, sci fi. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of the first things when he got hired to work at Sony. That was one of the first things that they were talking about him making, too. Because huh. he left making uh, the stuff for Cartoon Network and went over right. and did that. And he actually did the storyboarding for Iron Man 2, too, which is kind of crazy. Iron Man 2, too. That movie never made it off the ground, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It looked kind of funny with him in the pink dress flying around. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. What else was there? There was something I just read. Oh, Deathstroke? Hmm. They're looking at an actor for Deathstroke for Suicide Squad. Really? I can't remember his name. I just remember seeing a photo. I did see an early look. Uh, for some of the Suicide Squad and, and makeup. And uh, Joker looks an awful lot like Harley Quinn, or Harley Quinn looks an awful lot like the Joker, one of the two. Hmm. I uh, guess and that kind of makes sense, except for that they look really, really close. Like, they could be the same dude playing the parts. Well, they had pictures of that dude, Jared Leto. Yes. Who would have shaved his eyebrows and cut his hair short and dyed it blonde. That's... A freaky. That's disturbing. Yeah. You're saying I should stop doing that? No, it looks good on you. Oh, okay. You, yeah, wear, you so wear it right, right Ross. You pencil on your eyebrows just right. <laughs> That's so you're more stealthy and can run at night. Yep. <laughs> yes. Less uh, air <laughs> resistance? Yeah. Yes. Less likely than it's a leading trace DNA evidence. You know what else there was? Huh. <clears throat> what was he, like powder now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. This he, dude has no hair anywhere. How do you know? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you gotta make fun of the boys' pigment. <laughs> um, Marvel yes. gave out a preview cover for the new Star Wars Force Awakens. Is that what that movie's called? Force uh, Awakens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Anybody? Yes. Yeah. The new the new movie coming out in Christmas? Yeah. To break the superhero bubble? Yes. Force Awakens? Yes. Okay. Uh, preview cover for that as a preview comic. So we're gonna have a preview to the movie. In the comics? Is yeah. it previews or prequel? Prequel, that's right. Stupid words. Isn't that the other Star Wars movies? What? Nothing. Preview? <laughs> now, those were the prequels to the original trilogy. This is the prequel to the new trilogy. Oh, no, no that's what I meant, though. Yes. Weren't, weren't the original Star Wars movies technically the prequel to the they new the, Star Wars movie? They were, but this was less prequel than those. Oh, okay. okay. Those now get an extra prequel. But those were made first, so it's not really a prequel. Yeah. He, he was talking about the first three with Darth Maul. They were originally the prequel. Oh, no, no. I was, talking about, about the I was talking about the original Star Wars. Because the new Star Wars movie starts after those ones. Yeah. So. Four, five, and six. Okay. So, saying? so you're saying the first three that were made as number one, two, three are pre-prequels. Then four, five, you know how hilarious? prequels. Then the new ones will just be the new ones? I think it'd be hilarious if that comic was four, five, and six as a comic form again. That would be actually hilarious. Yeah, I remember that. And they called it the prequel of the new movie. <laughs> Ross, why don't you work for them in marketing? Because at least that was sort of makes sense. The pre-prequel crap doesn't make any sense at all, but the part about <laughs> them remaking the copies of the issues into one book as a prequel for the new movie is makes perfect sense. Except for I would mess it up and not call it the original movies. I'd call it the prequel to the newest one okay so maybe you can't write titles no no titles for ross <laughs> no titles just ideas no titles <sighs> so well, that, there was a new that trailer out of control for, there was huh. a new trailer for Dare, the daredevil netflix thing. yes i haven't seen it but i heard it was good it was good and they released the third avengers trailer that was good too 
The, I haven't watched either of those. No? No. Did, the third Avenger one's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't watch the first two. No? I try to keep my keep it back, so that way I, I like the movie more. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I did that with Lord of the Rings, so I don't know how that goes. Mm. I, I think it's going to blow people's minds. Like, I, I don't know how you beat two, you know? So we'll see. But, um, it's but Daredevil looks pretty darn good. I'm not a, a huge fan of the costume. And I don't know if I'm super down with the the way that Matt Murdock looks, but it looks really good. I think it looks alright, and if they're starting with a pre-costume costume, it's a Frank Miller time frame, yeah. so the black costume is because of that. But it, I think it looks cool. Is anybody up on the current comic book series, Mike? Flash? Arrow? Are you talking about the TV shows? Yeah, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh-huh. Are you current on those? Uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., no. Carter, well, it's over now, so yes. Okay. Arrow, yes. What are your thoughts on Carter, Agent Carter? You know, it, it was pretty good. Uh, it's a little dry at the beginning. Same problem that the regular Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show had the first season. Um, about halfway through, it gets a lot more interesting. But there's a lot of... It's, it's because of the era it's set in. Like, the era is supposed to be the 50s, and everywhere she turns... There's nothing but male chauvinist. chauvinist, yeah, and like even the guys that are sort of smart can't be smart because of that. So the only guy that you have that's even sort of smart is either the Pansy Jarvis, who has a wife that we never see, maybe because we never see her, and then Howard Stark, who's just like a turned-up version of Tony, but not acted as well. The guy's not a bad actor, or whatever, but as far as the parts concerned, it's like he's trying to play a a Robert Downey Jr. without actually having the charisma for it. Was he the dude that was actually in the movies? He is. It's the same guy. I mean, he's a good actor. He does just fine in the movie. And it's not that the show is bad. It's just in the show, it's it's a on a little thick. Right. So, as far as the show just in general, cool ideas, cool concepts. The in catch of it's pretty good. I really wish it would have been more linking the Carter show to the Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Um whether it be more Hydra stuff or whether it be just something that linked the two series between the past and the present, think that'll which come there in, wasn't. Think that'll come in more episodes? If they do a second season of her, then yes. Um, if they keep doing it as a filler season, I don't know how the ratings did, uh, as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. But if they keep doing it, then I think eventually yes, because the way they left it was interesting enough that you could get another series. All the technology stuff was pretty cool. Um... Yeah, oh, I mean, overall, I I think it was fun to watch, so, I mean, that's good. But I would watch it in multiple episodes together rather than one by one, just because it would be better that way. Right. I'm caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's all about Terra Genesis, bud. Right. Well, you know, from the way they left the I mean, it's season end. what they're all about. What is Terra exactly Genesis? Where they're going. Inhumans. All Inhumans. Because there's already one. Well, there's two of them floating around so, that they're focused on so far. Well, we saw a whole batch of them at the end of the last season that we just see from a moment cameo style. But they've actually made... Well, they, they've turned Sky into Daisy, which is actually... Daisy Quake. Johnson? Daisy yeah. Johnson. Mm. So, like, the, the other Maria Hill with the <clears throat> Quake powers yeah, and no, the I'm... Secret Warriors. Yeah. yeah. So they made her an actual character, which is cool. <coughs> And then they connected her father and made him Mr. Hyde, which they still don't really explain how that is, but uh, cool connection. And I don't know who the other chick, the 
uh, Raina? Yeah, I don't know if that's an actual character that she's turned you know, into. You know, she looks similar to a couple things, but I don't you, think... You've seen her... Cha- her the weird fish... The yeah, the weird head. The... Yeah. Like, she looks pretty close to a character that came out of Supreme Power, but the Supreme Power character was like a fish lady that occasionally was on land with way blue skin, which I guess her skin's kind of bluish. Kind of. I don't think that's the same person, though, so I think it's just a parallel opposite of Sky looking normal and her looking crazy. Yeah, she looks crazy. Now, are we yeah. talking about that chick that was with the Alpha Flight, Marina? No. I don't think or so, Or is it no. something completely different? I think it's something completely different. I mean, she's, like, covered in spines, kind of, and it's just, but they're not real dense. They're just kind of... Yeah, like fine. random spikes. They're, um, they're, like, set apart. I mean, they're not, they, cover, they don't cover all of her, but oh. there's enough of them okay. that... Interesting. They've, and you could tell when they uh, decided to change a direction. I don't know if this is exactly what he had in mind. This qu- I don't know. It's weird because they automatically just, I mean, they switch directions quick. Especially after the whole last season with the Hydra and all that. Well, Which I guess Hydra's still, I mean, they're, they're still there. It's just. Was, was Jeff Love ever involved in that? He was involved in the show, wasn't he? I, you know, I don't know that. Okay. I'm not sure about that. I may have my information wrong as usual. I thought he was involved with the show, yeah. I just don't remember if that's true or not. I mean, maybe. I don't remember that. So it, I would say it's possible. Hmm. Oh, and then they had, uh, this last episode, they had uh, a Cree and a uh, Sith was back in it. Right, yeah, they had her repair. A Sith? Sith. Sith. Oh. Lady, Lady Sith. From, yeah. from Thor. I was thinking Darth Maul. Yeah. It's understandable. Why not? They're the same company now. Pretty much, yeah. So it's still, I still say it's worth watching. Uh, Flash has gotten really crazy recently. Well, that was three weeks ago. No. Within the... Yeah. Well, they're on their break. Well, they showed us... So, I don't care. They, they showed us... I know. I know. You're waiting for more of it to come out. I know. Yeah. They showed a preview picture of Tom Cavanaugh dressed up as uh, Reverse Flash. Ooh. For the first time. Right. So. Oh, yeah, there's a couple previews of that stuff so i don't care about that i want to see grod i know i know well we'll, we'll see too. if we get there well, briefly we'll see we'll see if we get there he's a, he's a damn monkey that's true uh arrow's still good um we i think we pretty much decided that oliver queen in arrow is basically batman which is fine pretty much and he's awesome and uh, ray palmer is tony stark basically yes because well, because Batman's already taken. Adam out, uh, Adam suit is Iron Man. Right. Well, Batman's already taken. So. You shut up back there. Well, all he did when they they showed it is he flew out the whatever the window and went around the corner. Yeah. That's well, not that what way, the Adam does. That way they could showcase it. They didn't showcase nothing. We'll see. We'll see him shrink sometime. Maybe he'll be Iron Man. He'll, he'll see a shrink sometime. I think that's <laughs> something different. That you're talking about? <laughs> See, I don't, I don't cotton to Green Arrow being Batman. That doesn't make any sense to me. Are you, are you current on the show? No. That's why. Are they, uh, once, okay. once you're current, you'll see. Are they still talking about Diggle being a Green Lantern? No, that's all internet nonsense. That was the interview. He does look cool. They interviewed the guy yeah. that creates it, and they're like, do we think that uh, Diggle will be is actually Jon Stewart? And rather than the guy being like, no... He was like, I don't know. And so now everyone on so the internet So he's feeding went, rumors, too? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the answer I think all of us would have gave. I mean, really. Yeah, because we really don't know. Right. You mean in real life? 
Good job. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is a Green Lantern. I think he's an alien. Yeah, maybe. And he's a duck. <laughs> I, think, I, I think you're that's, probably that's a little that's far off. Yeah. yeah, that's off. Unless he's a duck in a person suit. Which is possible, I guess. I'll, I'll show you a person. Leah Thompson was there. You know, you'd, she looked so awesome in that movie. Oh my you, god! You would dress in a duck suit. Uh, yes, that's true. I would, <laughs> sir. Sign me up. Sign, uh, that was a bunch of nonsense. Sign me up. Yeah, you should all just stop. All right, so let's uh, move on to uh, action comics, Rob. Uh, yeah, gonna move into some books. What was it? Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. Question. Oh, it was a question. No, well, it's how you roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, it's always asking and, you know, whatever. Tell? Generally speaking, yeah, I generally don't ask permission, ask forgiveness. Whatever. But this is more a matter of that way. If I'm wrong, it's, there's a way to backpedal. So, uh, Rob, uh, tell, tell us a story about Action Comics. I'm pretty sure that you said that completely wrong. Which, which part? Everything. Stop yeah, yeah. talking. All right. Anyway, so Action <laughs> Comics number 40. Um, actually, even from the cover, you can see this is going to be a fun issue because it's uh, got Bizarro scribbled over the action comics. Um, it's a big take from where we're at in action. I think we break away from all the storylines that we're working on, and Superman kind of falls through this rift in space to appear on the square world of original Bizarro. This is not Bizarro that's been created in 52 continuity. This seems like original Bizarro. This seems to be a preview of what is after Convergence is going to be like. By the way, just that's the vibe I'm getting. From I, think, this. I think this is like more like. Oh, what you mean we're that gonna... six issue mini? Or this is they're doing? the Bizarro series is going to come from this. Okay, but I think this is what Convergence is going to be like. Honestly, yeah, I think they're just going to be like, well, different continuity. Do whatever you want with it. That's possible. Is uh, Greg Pack and uh, Aaron Cooter still doing it? Sure. Is it Cooter doing the art in it? Yeah. I don't think that's really how you say it. <laughs> no, he said that's how you say it. Oh, okay. He says I got made fun of a lot as a kid, but that's how you say it. It's Pack and Cooter, yeah. <clears throat> don't Pack. <laughs> <laughs> and Quitano. Go ahead. Yeah, you stop over there. No, no, you stop. Okay. Wasn't Cooter from Duke's Hazard? Yes, it was. I feel like we've done these exact same jokes before. Probably. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on moving forward. Right? It's well, still Greg Pak writing, yes. If Marvel and DC don't have to do nothing original, neither do we. Yay! Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, so, um, yeah, this is like full-on old universe Bizarro. And, you know, as, as we get into that story, we even see, you know, old universe connections. So, like, right off the bat, Lois is basically talking about Superman being her husband, which is not something that is in the New 52. That's old continuity stuff. So, my guess is, like like we were saying, you know, it's probably Convergence. Like, this is going to be kind of what Convergence is like. We're going to see two alien universes jammed together. Um... But as we go into this story, we get a kind of glimpse of what Bizarro World's like as Superman tries to figure out for the first time how Bizarro's backwards way of talking and thinking goes. And we get a glimpse of the Bizarro Justice League. The important thing for that is Aquaman uses a narwhal instead of a Triton. Does he? Yes. Man, I didn't notice that. All I noticed <laughs> is that he wore a fishbowl for... Yep. 
he does that too, but he attacks him a couple of times with a narwhal. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, yellow uh, green lantern you know, usually propels himself forward by hitting himself with his ring. <coughs> Bizarro Flash doesn't seem to be moving very much at all anyways. And their version of Batzaro uses Bat Dynamite. Yeah. I don't think they can name it, but I'm going to call it Batamite. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But as, as we go, Superman kind of sees that the world is imperfect as it is. Seems to be happier with Bizarro terrorizing it than it would be with him saving it. Mm. Um, but before long, guess who gets sucked through this wormhole too? But Doomsday. And so, of course, Superman thinks that, uh, you know, he's got to stop him from getting to the planet because, you know, if they're all happy with the world being destroyed, there's nothing to stop Bizarro, or nothing to stop Doomsday. And so he kind of tricks Bizarro into helping him fight it. And ultimately, Bizarro has the same kind of situation that we saw with Superman during Doomed, where he becomes, you know, infected with Bizarro, with uh, Doomsday. And Bizarro affected with Doomsday, as you might think, would do the exact opposite of original Doomsday. So instead of destroying everything, he makes everything cute and fluffy. Which is hilarious. And ultimately, Superman has to, uh... Well, ultimately, actually, like, one of the biggest things that comes out of it that's funny to me is that one of the cute, fluffy things on the planet won't allow Superman to have his beard because it's not cute. Yep. And so it rips it off his face. So, so Superman's gonna lose his beard. I like that Metallo was like a regular yeah, person there too. It was like the voice too. of reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like as his computer brain sat in, it told him that what they were doing was wrong. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, in the end, Bizarro has to kind of realize that uh, Doomsday isn't any good for him, and like expel him himself. Yeah, sort of in the end, it kind of, like, forms kind of a relationship between Bizarro and Superman, sort of. But yeah, this is probably a preview of what we were going to see in the Bizarro stuff as we go. Mm. Um, honestly, like, the action comic series has been pretty fantastic. I think it actually turned out really well. Art on it's fantastic. Lots of little cool gimmicks in there. Keep an eye out when you're reading the book for the Ice Cats as it gets knocked over to see the cats like falling out of it that are frozen. Like anytime they've done Bizarro so far, they've got something sneaky in the background that makes it a lot of fun, like Nar like Aquaman's Narwhal. Mm. So um I really enjoyed it. I give it um I give it a four. I really like the book. So I don't know. Uh Mr. Curtis? Four. Four. Alright. Enjoyable. Good stuff. Greg's a good writer. Right. Aaron's a good artist. Also true. They work well together. And I, I like Bizarro. <laughs> so. All right. Is your mic? I'm concerned I saved that book. Good for you. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Give it a four. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with it. It's yeah. the truth. You yeah. argue with everything I say. Why stop now? Only when you're breathing. Well, I'm breathing. Damn it. Mr. Ross, you got a score for this book, too? I would give it a four as well. But I am really kind of disappointed because it looks like they're taking Bizarro this direction and they're not going to get back to the crazy monster Bizarro from oh, that's right. Forever Evil. 
I really, really liked him. And well, you I, said he's cooking one. So hopefully. Yeah, and, and that's the end of Forever Evil. Lex Luthor did say he was making another one. And since Jeff Johns is writing it, more than likely it'll probably happen in a couple of years from now. But I think we'll have both Bizarros. I like that version a lot better. Yeah. Huh? I think we'll have both Bizarros. There's the one in the Bizarro world and another one in regular 52, I guess. If they do it that way, I'll, that'll be cool. Did yeah, they ever I'll be reference okay with that. that monster as Bizarro? Yeah, because he was B zero, and so they started calling him Bizarro. Okay, but well, we are going to have a Bizarro book coming out. That's going to be well, that's what we're talking cartoony. about. Yeah. It'll be this, yeah, because at the end of this it says it'll be continued as. Well, I thought I said beginning. Maybe. Okay. Well, it makes sense. It's backwards. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, the beginning. It's the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Roger gave it a four as well. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I guess we'll go and make it a round robin then. Um, I'll give it a four also. Uh, entertaining, like I like seeing the Justice League, and I love Bat Zaro, Bat Dynamite, the Batmite, awesome. Um, the Narhole thing, great. Bizarro looks great in it. I mean, it's really pretty cool the way it works. So, yeah, uh, I give it a four also. Good stuff. All right, uh, so let's move on to Descender, number one. From Image Comics, uh, Mr. Dustin Nguyen and uh, Jeff Lemire writing this interesting piece of book. <laughs> Is that the way you describe it? Interesting piece of interesting piece literature. Okay. Um, anyway, so basically, we we open up and uh, the cover is awesome. Like it is, it's great. This little robot boy, it's it's awesome. Uh, we start out where we find out we're in the future on a, a different planet, and uh, they give us a pretty good count of how many people live on the planet. We're looking at five, it's five point fifty three billion people. Is this or Earth? this? No, it's not. Um, this is Nyrite. 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 I think it's how you say it. It's N I Y R A T A. Okay. Nyrita. Nyrite. I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyway, um, we see you know, hustle and bustle in the city. Um, we have folks that are arguing over who owns what rights, which, having just watched that Jupiter Ascending last night, it reminded me of that. Like, a lot, actually. Anyway, we meet uh, our Doctor character, and he apparently is the one who's developed robotics. He is the, what you call the grandfather, I guess, of modern robots. And uh, people have been seeing something in the sky throughout the intro of the first, I don't know, three or four pages. Um, they haven't revealed it to us yet, and we wind up finding him in bed. He's being woken up by a phone call from the government. And uh, they're angry at him about not answering his phone, and doesn't have any looked outside, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Gets out of bed, comes outside to base, we see a giant robot in the sky with a whole bunch of little robot ships like stationed around it. Uh, we find out the, the ships around it are the military ships, so, like this planet's protection, and the giant robot in space is just there. Uh, we also get to explain to us that they're part of a collective of planets. Uh, so there's nine other planets. Apparently this is also happening on all the other nine planets. And so they call him to basically see if he can figure out what these robots are or how, where they came from or what's going on with it. And, uh, of course, he's got no answers for them. And then shortly after that, when I'm seeing it, the robots start shooting the planet. Um, later on, they wind up calling them harvesters. Uh, but basically, they waste a lot of people um, on all the planets, and then they just vanish. 
Then we fast forward about 10, I think, 10 years. Is that right? 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we open up to our main character when we saw from the cover. And we're on this mining planet. And he, we're dealing with... Uh, I think it's Tim. It's, uh, yeah, Tim 21. And that I guess that's his name. And he wakes up and he looks around a little bit and he asks the computer where everyone is. And he's asking for Mom and Andy. And as he starts going through the facility, he winds up finding a lot of dead bodies. Uh, apparently what's happened is we've had some type of gases breach from their mining that killed everyone and for some reason he's been asleep for about 10 years after everyone died so either no one woke him up or for some reason he, he just hasn't turned back on anyway so he moves around the ship a little bit and we get some other shots back in the home world 10 years later our professor guy basically turned into a drunk gambler He's uh, he didn't die in the assault from the robots but at the same time he basically lost all of his will to continue trying to be smart. Um, and he's being... He gets collected by the government yet again. And this time around, they want to talk to him about the equation or the theory that he had prior to himself falling off the deep end. And so we go through that a little bit and kind of find out he's made mistakes since then in the last ten years. Um, we get some more story that unfolds on the planet with the boy. Um, or the boy robot boy. We meet his dog... Uh, his dog is Bandit, which is awesome, if you it's like awesome. Johnny Quest. Um, anyway, uh, we basically wind up finding out in this, in this version of the universe, after the robot assault, a bunch of people took, to the, took it upon themselves to basically form bands of exterminators for robot kind. And now the boy's turned himself back on, or he's reawoken, um, he's alerted people to his existence. And that's kind of where we wrap it up at a little bit. So, it, pretty exciting. Uh, they laid the world out pretty, I mean, pretty quick. But uh, it's the setup for it's pretty good. The art is great. Um, it's really interesting to see what happens because, for all intents and purposes, what we see about our robot boy, there's another give me in the in the end of it that kind of explains how he's connected to other things, which I won't I won't spoil for people. Um, but yeah, book wise, it's, it's it's entertaining. I I give it a three and a half. Like I liked it a lot. Um, it's real space adventure stuff. We don't get a whole lot of action action, but. They lay out how the world's going to be and what deal, things we're going to have to deal with pretty quick. Uh, so yeah, I give it three and a half. And plus, Dodge in the Winds Arts, great. Uh, Mr. Rob, you got a score for this book? All right, you know what? I'd actually follow suit as well. I'd go ahead and do three and a half. Um, there was actually something at the very end that I really liked as well. There was a like a little expose of like different planets and like what people live on them and stuff. And I thought that was great because it gave you uh, like, yeah, just a little bit more. And the catch pages at the end. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. It's a neat take on the future, so. All right, Mr. Curtis. Well, this is my box of cookies. Right. And you all know, you shut up. Uh, Jupiter Ascending. It's all in the look, Mike. Jupiter Ascending got panned pretty badly. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> this is a space nonsense. This doesn't have as much action. Uh, but it, it's setting up nicely. I'm going to give it a four and a half. It is good. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, and having just watched Jupiter, that there's parallels to the two with the way the world's set up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not like an that's not like an original concept. That's how the 18th century worked. I mean, you had a few little. That doesn't matter anyway. Mr. Mike, you're giving the movie a four and a half or the book? Both. The book. Excellent. Yes, most excellent. The <laughs> art. The art is great. It's good. <laughs> the art's amazing. Right. The story looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Has some potential. So I'll give it a four. Sweet. Take it like that. Good job. <laughs> Mr. Ross. 
I'd give it a four as well. Um, I've been following Dustin Wynn online a lot and kind of seeing how this book's been being made and it's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It looks really good. The story's really cool. There's a dog robot named Bandit. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. I do, I do like how he, he looks cool too. Mm. Like he, he's got a cool look to him. Kind of like a pug, but a robot without like a pug face. Makes sense. Right. It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I want to. I want to give it a four instead. Can I give it a four instead? It's your show. All right, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. Thoroughly entertaining. Bizarro more yucks. This more intrigue. I, I enjoyed Bizarro, but uh, in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Different kind of look. All right. Um, all right, uh, Mr. Ross, you want to give us some, uh, you want to regale us with some Rocket Raccoon? Yeah, uh, Rocket Raccoon, it kind of opens up and you're in a future where basically Groot has turned into a giant monster and is trying to eat everybody and in fact does eat most of the main Avengers. Which is crazy because everybody's old. This yeah. This is so far down the future that we're dealing with old Cap and old Iron Man and yeah, it's... It's got, it's got yeah, it's yep. a crazy time frame. Uh, like a, like a um, what was I saying? Old man Logan feel to it. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, as being as far down the road as it is, yes. As being grit, no. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Apparently, he uh, he got that way because they were trying to use his cells to make people stop aging, essentially. And it, his body just started going against everything, and it took over and made him crazy. It has one really, really cool part in it that I really like, where Rocket Raccoon goes to get in his ship, and his ship is essentially the Wing Gundam from Gundam Wing, except for it turns into a giant raccoon instead of a giant person. Um, it's pretty epic, actually. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Art in the book is really, really good. I really like Jake Parker, and is uh, the way he's been drawing this book has been really good. Um, so it's got a young right hand, right? Yeah, yep. I think he, I think he helps with the art too. But they've got such a similar art style that it, they blend together really well. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I'd probably give the book a three and a half. This one it is is really fun to read. It was kind of its own one shot thing, and yeah, really awesome. Well, yeah, and the stand, yeah, it works as a standalone, really. You start mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere, and in the end, just explains what's going on. So, yeah, I give it as a one shot. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Well, I give it a, th- I give it a three. Yeah, it's entertaining. I like Ike Parker also. I mean, it, having not had any exposure to him until last year at the Denver Comic Con, I'd never seen the guy's art before ever. And that Skull mm-hmm. Camp, that Skull Racer book, or the digital book is, or the the web comic, how that's what it is. <laughs> awesome. Um, and all the art they had out there at the show is great. So, dude's entertaining. Scott Young's been it's been pretty good. But yeah, I give it a three. Also, it's a good it was a good book. The whole Gundam thing is awesome. Mm. Uh, Rob, uh, I'd follow suit. I'd give it a three. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the the run that they've done on Rocket Raccoon so far, and this has a, a great heartfelt ending. So yeah, I didn't really want to give it away. But. Yeah, no, no, but uh, yeah. It's 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 a really unique story. I like it, Mr. Curtis. I spoke with Mike previously about this, and I'm not a big fan of Scotty Young's art, but I like Jake Parker's, and that Gundam lends to his drawing because he loves to draw robots oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I like why Groot was kind of 
created or as as a, as a monster in this book for the post-mortem regeneration stuff. Mm. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, as a one-shot in and of itself, I'll probably give it a three and a half. Because you don't need to read anything else prior, mm. and you aren't lost. It's a good starting point. So that's three and true. a half. Yeah. Did, did you guys get the same thing I got from reading that, where it wasn't like Groot was making the choice to be that monster? No, it was yeah. like his body was just forcing him to no, he be was that way? So many, uh, what's it called? Experiments? Yeah. On him kind of, I think, fried his brain. Yeah, okay. That's, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. And Rocket's the only one that can deal with him. Mm. So. Mr. Mike? I'll give it a three and a half for a one-shot story. Pretty cool. And the end, like Rob said, it's pretty cool. And then, of course, the two issues before this. If you haven't checked those out, check those out. Mm. Two-issue story arc is amazing. If you're questioning if you should get it or not, pick oh, this up. Yeah. And then go back. I didn't want to like, like this book first came out i didn't want to because well scotty young's art you want to take i don't take it small doses small doses but man it's been good since issue one it's been great i, w- I wouldn't want to give it up and adding jake, jake parker too it's just that's right on my own yeah and that was right up his alley too it was like the perfect book to add him on to yeah like all the stuff all the other art they've put out before it fits really well well he did missile mouse too for scholastic oh really yeah he did two graphic novels for scholastic and I don't know how much stuff Scott Young. I know he's written before. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't really pay much attention, but I didn't really have high hopes. This but is my, man. He's he's not. He's this is my first. I didn't even know that he wrote. If, if he wrote anything prior, yeah, I'm not real sure. But he's if this is his this. first writing endeavor. He's doing well. Good on. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to some Bill and Ted's <clears throat> most triumphant return. Bill and Ted's. Most Triumphant Return from Boom Studios, written by Brian Lynch, art by Jerry and Penelope Gaylord, and colors by Whitney Cougar. So the main theme of this book is Bill and Ted. This takes place right after Bogus Journey. Bill and Ted have to write a new song, and their conundrum is not being able to write a new song. So we have all the regulars from Bogus Journey with Death and Station and the Princesses and the Evil Usses that are the good usses now. And Bill and Ted have two children, one each. And the the good usses are kind of like their nannies and they leave them in their care. So Bill and Ted get a visit by like a field trip from a teacher who teaches Bill and Ted 101 in the future. So they just they, they get them out of their house and they decide that to get the help for writing their new song, they devise a plan to go to that future, dress up as students, go to the class, speak about Bill and Ted in front of the class, and say, so what was our next biggest hit? We know. We just want you to tell us. I, li- I kind of like that. It's stupid, and but in a funny way. You know, it's just like the movies. Yeah. We're going to fix the problem by going to the future and have us fix the problem for us. Right. Awesome. But their problem is they don't have a t- their phone box. So we have Station, who we see at the beginning is split into the two little stations. Right. 
and we see that he has fixed or created another phone box in order for them to go to this future. So they go to this future and when they get there they think that it hasn't changed but it's been like a museum. It's turned into a museum. So it hasn't changed and that's the way that it was. So there's a billboard out there that says be excellent to each other and we see how far Bill and Ted have come and, or, or, or would go and that's kind of where we leave off. The future is bright, happy, and at the beginning we see Denomalous, or De was that in there? Yeah, Denomalous. The guy who created the evil S's? Yes. Being taken away by the police. And then, yeah, we, 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 we'll end it in the future for right now. Okay. And uh, it's an enjoyable, uh, enjoyable issue. I, I forgot about Bogus Journey for a long time, and then I read this, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> because this takes place right after they do they, they place the keys on the gun from Bogus Journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's right after that. And we do see them in their stupid beards and yeah. mustaches. So it does, it does take place right after that. So if you want to read that, I would say if you're not as familiar with Bogus Journey as you should be, to watch Bogus Journey. I failed in that part, <laughs> but it was it was yeah. a good issue. Um, it's a little more cartoony than I usually like, but it fits for what Bill and Ted is. Right. Uh, score. It it was enjoyable. There's a there's more build up and a lot more setting the pace than than we'll probably see in new newer issue or right. coming issues. Continuing, yeah. So I'll give it a I'll give it a three, okay. a solid three. As it's not going to blow your socks off. Did you read the backup story also? I did. How did you feel about the backup? Uh, that one was more yucks. Okay. But it was it was good. It was about the two robots had a new upgrade through an email. They upgraded and they reverted back to their evilness. But they're not out there trying to kill Bill and Ted. So Bill and Ted devises this idea that they're going to go into 2015 and see if they can go to a computer store to get them fixed. And just like in Bogus Journey, they had to play a game with death in order to beat him at one of these games so they could cheat death. In this, they devised this idea that they're going to play a game with the robots, and if they win, the robots won't be mean anymore or bad anymore. So they talked to this chick at like an, I, an Apple store, but I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, and they're trying to think of games that they can beat these damn robots in, and they're thinking of chess and all these old antiquated games from 91 and she devises this idea that they could probably do a removal of bad systems and whoever won that would be the winner whoever could do that <laughs> to remove the bad algorithms so the evil S's take that on and they remove all the bad algorithms in themselves and they become normal again or good S's right. so that, that was okay that was a good backup yeah, um, the story itself is probably a three. With the backup, I'd probably give it a three and a half. Well, cool. Um, who's from Mike? Never uh, much got into the Bill and Ted stuff. Um, Sad day, Mike. It's, you know, dude. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Um, I will give it a chance. Uh, in fact, I'll go back and I'll, if I can find it, I'll watch it. Watch them both. Right. 
See, that I'll might, give it a try. I'll give it a try, Steve. Okay. See, um, and the thing is, you don't have to worry about it feeling dated, because that crap happened in 91 anyway. So get your mindset to not being so old and grumpy, and watching that... I'm already too far gone. <laughs> put on, put on a, a Dark Side of the Moon, and just veg out. Okay, maybe you can make it sink. Wizard of Oz. That's what people say. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind uh, the curtain. I give it a two and a half. I'm you sure. suck. If you know I mean a little bit about Bill and Ted, you can figure it out. I mean it's not right. It's not a not rocket. It's not a cerebral read. Oh, before you talk, because I'm more important, I did notice <laughs> <laughs> that in this they don't talk like they did in. Uh, excellent adventure. They they talk more. What's it called? Like knowledgeable. It's weird. Huh? Yeah, it's weird. But well, like I said, one of them go, goes on to be a hitman. So. <sighs> and he changed. He was in the the witness protection program and changed his name to John Wick. Yes. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Wasn't he John Constantine to you? Huh? He's Only when he's things. fighting. He's got demons. a lot on his resume. Yeah. The other dude. I don't know. He just. He's he did a vampire. Once. He, he conquered death. Right? Yeah. Everybody thought he was dead, and he wasn't. He was just, you know. No, I give it two and a half. I mean, you, I mean, you don't have to know. I give it, I, even if you know, you know who they are, good enough. It would enhance the enjoyment of the story if you were to go back and watch the movies, I suppose. But oh, and they had a uh, a cover band named Wild Stallions, but spelled correctly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, they're stallions in the book. Yeah. 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 Spelled correct. It was spelled correctly. The I mean, cover band. The cover, cover band. Cover band. Oh, I got you. Not them, but the cover band. And then the little kids had a little stroller that said Little Stallions on the side. That's awesome. Because <laughs> yeah, their band's name's always been spelled wrong. So. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ross? I'd give it a three and a half as well. Um, I like, well... I think it's hilarious that they're all of a sudden deciding they're making comics of all these older movies now. Right. Because there's been a lot of them coming out recently. Oh, there's a few, yeah. But I, I do like the more, <laughs> the more or less, the less serious books. <laughs> well, Kurt, Kurt Russell has two of them. It's true. I mean, Which they're, is they're, excellent. They're dredging up everything. Yeah, yeah. it's very excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd give it a three and a half. Okay. Well. And I forgot to mention... That the variant cover for Action Comics was it Action Comics yeah, 40? Was, uh -huh. is the cover. The Bill yeah. cover. So there's a connection there, people. It was fantastic. Work with us. Right? There's a lot of weird shit going on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Method of the Madness almost. Almost. All right. I don't believe it. Did, did you see the cover? I always know I did. Superman and Doomsday riding the elevator, man. Yeah, it was awesome. awesome. It has all the other Superman in the, yeah, inside. Yeah, the phone booth. I, I don't believe the method part is what oh, I was whatever, getting at. Whatever, don't doubt. <laughs> All right, um, you know, I give it a three also. I mean, it's entertaining. It's Bill and Ted. I, I I like Bill and Ted, so. I don't know about Station so much, but the rest of it I like just fine. Abraham Lincoln's awesome. Ah, that's good stuff. Hey, I, that's it. Uh, Rob? <laughs> um, I actually really enjoyed it, too. I'm going to give it a three and a half as well. Uh, one of the things I actually really liked was it would be really easy to overplay the dudes and all the stuff in this book. And I think they actually did a really good job with it. I think it, it feels like another addition to the films. It, it doesn't feel like they overhammed it up. Um, 
you know, I, we, we had a, a fan uh, that was reading what, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and he was upset that they modernized it so much and that they threw in colloquialisms that nobody would use or none of those characters would use. Right. And, and so I feel like they did a great job on this, not really taking it out of that. And there's a lot of people who don't talk like them anymore. Right. Even though they still are like, dude, most excellent, yeah, right on, you know. So I think they did a great job of it. I was not expecting it to be quite as good as this. And actually, they did a great job of tying it into the film, more so than I expected them to do. So it's like three and a half. It's actually really good. And on his note, I was... I, I, w I would have liked it to have a little more dudes or something in it, but it works for what it is. Yeah. It's 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 pretty good. Right on. Well, since we're coming out of the 80s, let's move to uh, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Woo. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not bad. Sing it. Okay. Sing it? Yeah, not bad. Thank you. I'm not going to hammer you. Falsetto, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Howard the Duck, number one. Oh, because supposedly because he made a cameo at the end of that movie, but you know, it doesn't look like that cameo. No, it doesn't, and it's uh. Well, he's wearing a brown suit on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, but that duck looks stupid. Yeah. Chip Zdarsky right, like, yeah, writes it, and Joe Quinones is the artist. Really? Yeah. Rico Renzi does else. the colors. And uh, this book, I, you know, I, I kind of vaguely remember some of the older stuff. You don't need it, though. No, you no, know, not no. at all. I mean, it does still still kind of feel, because I've, I've dug out some old stuff mm -hmm. recently, and there was a Howard the Duck. Uh, I don't know if it's a what-if or something, but it has the same kind of feel. Is there so, any mention of man-thing in this? No. Okay. What about duck-thing? No. Nope. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> but it kind of starts off You've got to wait a, to get to the duck-thing, Curtis. got to wait to get to it. <laughs> Uh, an alien looks like he's wrong. I mean, and it's not, and it's not drawn like it's, it's not super serious. I mean, it has a lighter tone to uh -huh. it. And the alien in the beginning, he's running for, from something, and he kind of, I don't know, he kind of made me think of uh, Alan the alien. Okay. From, from Invincible. From Invincible. Uh, but he doesn't run fast enough. He just disappears because there's somebody after him, and they kind of. Then we cut to our main character who's in jail. Surprise. Yeah. But he's in a he's in a cell with uh, with the ladies. I'm not gonna uh, go into why, but it's kind of funny. He's not real happy, but he gets uh, Howard gets uh, he's out, and there's another chick that gets uh, she's out too at the same time, and they they talk and they the way this is written, it's like he's always been here, even though we've never we haven't seen him in the Marvel U in ages. But his interactions with other characters, like the She-Hulk, for instance, it's like he's always been here. She's annoyed with him. She's, like, tired of him, even though we've never seen him until now. Maybe he's been in jail. Maybe. Oh, he's, he's been there. Well, he's it, been around, but it, we just haven't seen him. It has been a fair minute since we've seen him in the books. I mean, he had that Marvel Max run for a second, which was kind of uh, terrible, and they turned him into a, a rat, which didn't make any sense because he, he's a duck. And then he was in, he did show up in uh, Marvel Zombies Destroy, but it's also a different reality, so, and that was awesome. Yeah, he was a uh, bounty hunter or something in that? Yeah, and he was hanging out with uh, Dum Dum Duke and a few of the other Howling yeah. Commandos. Like, it was awesome. 
He also made a brief appearance in uh, Fear Itself for the Frightful Four. With, oh, uh, my God, that's right. Yeah, with, with a couple of really strange characters in there. I think that's actually the connection they have with him and She-Hulk, because they were both a part of that. Well, he does make it a point to, for everyone to know that uh, he's from another dimension, and he's kind of stuck here. Um, he's just kind of trying to find his own thing, trying to find his niche, which, in his eyes, that's private, private, uh, being a private investigator. Oh. But the She-Hulk, I mean, he has interactions with her, and like I said, it's like he's always been there. She's annoyed. Um, her receptionist, I'm guessing, has a monkey in her office. The monkey and him do not see eye to eye at all. No. <laughs> uh, they don't get along. Is it a talking monkey? No, no. the monkey does not talk. Hmm. He's just a regular monkey. Weird. If you were following the uh, She-Hulk story before this point, those characters were introduced in that. Right, yeah. And she's kind of like, it's, it's like her helper monkey, so he does filing and stuff for the, the lady. And she's like kind of the jack-of-all-trade receptionist. She's kind of impressive. Isn't, that, uh, isn't this monkey kind of patterned after the Why the Last Man monkey, sort of? Is that supposed to be a... Is there supposed to be some... I don't think there's actually a connection there. No? No. no. I think it was just a quirky thing for the She-Hulk book, really. Yeah. I want a filing monkey. Yeah. It's understandable. It's like, the har- it's like, right? It's like Harvey Birdman's giant bird, except that it actually does things, not just make a mess. I don't know what um, types. Uh, well, I saw that once. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pretty sure it ate the monkey from Speed Racer, actually, too. You know. And then wore a suit afterwards. That's enough of that. Well, he uh, managed to get the information he was after out of her office, um, but he goes to his office and he has a client wants to hire him to retrieve some stolen property and uh, so on his way to he, he gets some information out of uh, She-Hulk's office in a, in a way to contact another Marvel character, Spider-Man who also seems to know him <laughs> and on his way out he meets that chick that he got sprung from jail with and she's more than happy to come along for the ride so I think they're going to build build on that um, she's like a walking coloring book. She's all tatted out, you know. Uh, Spider-Man kind of blows him off, but him and this chick devise a plan because they know who has the stolen merchandise, and it happens to be the black cat. So they have a page where he's training and getting ready to getting getting ready to go. And straight uh, up eighties montage. Yep. Yep. I think exactly. it actually even calls it that on that page, doesn't they it? They do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think they may make a reference to a song that you can go and listen to while you're looking at the uh, montage page. Yep. If you'd like to montage along with it. Well, they find a way into the back room. He finds what he's looking for, but he gets caught. And uh, wackiness ensues. And Spider-Man, we cut back to him. He's kind of feeling bad about you know, blowing him off. He hopes he doesn't hurt, get hurt. So he goes, so I better go check. But in all the chaos, he disappears. And we kind of show him sitting next to that weird alien we saw at the beginning of the book. So he sounds uh, sounds like he's been abducted as well. But the next issue might prove to be a little interesting because uh, we see Rocket. He gets to interact with Rocket in the next issue. So that's kind of where it leaves it. But overall, for a first issue, I wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm sure he's still out. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Right. I can give it a three. Okay. So far, I mean, the art, the art's 
for what it is. It's not overdone. It's not over cartoony. It's not over serious. It's just about right. Um, I don't know about Zdarsky's uh, writing yet. We'll see what happens. But right. so I give it a three. Cool, Mr. Ross. I wasn't immediately pulled towards this one like I was with Rocket Raccoon, um, but I do like talking animals. So there's more curiosity. Yeah. So uh, it is. It is something I'm interested in. Um, the, you were right about the art not being super, super cartoony, which is kind of good. I kind of actually wish it was a little bit more, but that's my own personal taste for that. I'm excited for the next issue with the Rocker Raccoon. I'd give it a three. Cool. Right on. Um, you know, I I'll give it a three also. Like it's it's it was pretty entertaining. Like we were first ordering it for the store. Um, we we constantly discussed how many to try to order. I think we ordered just almost perfect. We actually had to order a couple extra copies um, yesterday because uh, we under ordered by maybe two. So and for, in general, store wise, we it's a it was a pretty high number ordering for us. Um, but yeah, the art's pretty good to it, and I like the idea of him interacting with everyone. The same things I like about the Agents of Shield book and how it fits into the world and how. They're playing through with just guest appearances of other heroes. This book does that also. And I like both those things for those two books. Um, Howard, of course, is a little more... It's a little more snarky, you know? It's a little funnier. Well, I did like the fact that you get the impression from the other characters that he right. interacts with that he's just always been there. Right. Even though we haven't seen him. And it's, and it's kind of like Ross and I were talking earlier. He'd, uh, I'd loaned him my, that old... Uh, uh, Teen Titans and X Men team up book. Oh right, right, yeah. And that's how they interacted, as if as if that's how they share the same world. Oh, I've, yeah, I've heard of you. So it's kind of along the same lines, same right. Deal, even though, of course, you never see him. Right. Well, I mean, he's been, same like, concept. He's been out of the scene for a while. But yeah, the the whole eighties uh, montage thing was awesome. So yeah, I give it a three. Also, it was, it was entertaining. Um, I was one of the other guys in the store sent me a uh, sent us, sent us a, a post on Facebook saying that he was super. Super happy with it because it's just the right amount of like humor and badassness in it. Yeah, so it wasn't was, overdone at all. He was super happy with it, and I, I, I have to, I, I agree with him. The way it was, the way it was set up is pretty, pretty good balance. So it, it'll be interesting to see the rest of it. Is what I'm going to, I guess. Uh, Rob, why don't you get a score and save me? Really quick, I forgot about the '80s montage. Who are you over there in the hood? And uh, that raises my score up by half a point to three and a half. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. They do give you the song to listen to too, which, which is pretty is awesome, pretty yeah. epic. Okay, Rob, now I'd also give it a three. I I did actually enjoy the book a lot. Um, one of the neat things about this artist is that Howard's face is really expressive, and I was actually pretty impressed with that. Like you almost have to go back through it and look and see, because I mean, drawing a duck face, you have to come up with a whole new group of expressions to make that work. Um, I think at times he thought he was maybe a little too funny. Like, there was points where there was things being said that it would have done better if we had a little bit more slapstick to pay it off. Well, I'll give you that. I didn't really think about that, but you're right. The, the expressions, the different expressions that he, the way he draws him, that mm-hmm. is, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he did a good job. That even uh, thought to do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that the girl that he's with is also from a different reality. I think actually the thing that happens to him towards the end of it, they weren't even looking for him. 
I bet they were looking for her. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I think she's going to be a big part of this as we go. We'll have to see in the next issue. But, yeah, it was a really good read. Howard the Duck, I think, is going to be a good little run. Well, it doesn't It doesn't hurt that Rocket's involved in the next one. No, no, it doesn't. I mean, it's just like you bring the Wolverine for cameos. Huh? A talking the, the, raccoon. The raccoon Steve. gets it done. Talking raccoon. Well, he can't not talk. He's, he's an alien raccoon. He's an alien. Don't care. He's, he's not a raccoon. raccoon. He's an alien. Can you back me up here? I lost that fight. <laughs> no, thanks for just leaving me out there to... He's an alien. Leave well, me hanging there. Not it's, a raccoon. You shouldn't have brought it up on recording. That way you don't have to relive it. It's good in the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to relive it anyway. <laughs> it's good when you're in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Blow that out. <laughs> Curtis, score, please. I'll uh, I'll give it a three. I, for some reason, I love the movie. Stupid ass movie, but I love it. And uh, this kind of brings me back to it. And, but when I read them, I read them as Donald Duck, and I don't know why. I've al- <laughs> it's, I've always done that. I know he doesn't sound like it's better than that stupid ass voice they give it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Why do you let him lick you like that? It's gross. Yeah, that was the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'll give it a three. Solid. It's not as good as Bill and Ted, but it'll probably be better. I don't know. Bill and Ted actually started pretty strong. But yeah, there was one more thing, and I thought this was great. Uh, he always calls everybody dolls. Yep. And the first girl, like, they, like the girls keep correcting him and are really mad that he's saying that. But I think we catch it with the first girl when she starts talking to him, and I can't remember her name, I'm sorry, but... I think that's he doesn't know any better or any other thing to say. I think that that it's so ingrained in him from this uh, parallel reality that it's just he doesn't mean anything he comes by it. From a reality that was more like a uh, like a nineteen like he was a nineteen fifties gumshoe. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, afterwards he starts calling her a human female because he doesn't know anything else to say. Mm. You know, a human hairless or female or, or what's that we call them hairless ape thing. Yeah, and, uh, ape, ape, yeah. It's better than a female dog. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I like that. That's where it came. Where we got to with that. But uh, I, I thought that was a cool character build for him, because I think he's always done it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. In the movies and in the older books. The older mm-hmm. books are just the time that they were being written. Well, yeah. he didn't wear pants in the older books either. No, I'm glad they fixed that. <laughs> you know. That way, well, Sweden know. can read that stuff. He loses the cigar. <laughs> he gains some pants. That's how it goes. <laughs> Oh man! Are they interchangeable? Beat cancer pants turn into cigars and you know, vice versa. Well, I don't think if he did that out in normal society, he'd be okay. I can't wait till he takes a shotgun to the face and it blows his beak behind his head. Oh my yeah. gosh, man! No. <laughs> oh. that's, the vo- yeah. that's the voice I always. Daffy. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a mix of Daffy and Donald. <laughs> Donald doesn't wear pants either. That might have been why. I know he was banned from Sweden. I, right. So that means Daffy was too. Yeah, they didn't wear pants. Well, I don't think Daffy. Right? <laughs> Daffy doesn't wear any clothes at all. Did the pig wear the pig get banned? So in I don't know. In that new Looney Tunes show, was that, Don- that was Donald on, got banned. My bad. They made a really funny joke about that, where Porky's like, "I think I need to wear a shirt under my jacket," and I think he's talking to like Speedy Gonzalez, and he's like, "You're not wearing pants ever." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, they had the whole episode where he and. Uh, Donald went and, and um, I'm sorry, Daffy and Porky were in Mexico and they streaked. Yep. And they got thrown in jail, but the police didn't know why they did it. They were just like, we were just running. Whatever. Yep. You guys were just in the way. <laughs> yeah. so the show was actually pretty funny. Yeah, it has moments, that's for sure. 
<laughs> All right. Well, from streaking, let's go into uh, some uh, streaking animals, I guess. Uh, um, books to watch, Mr. Mike? Well, I'd uh, heard about a solicit from Marvel, um, Squadron Sinister. We're just going to revisit the old uh, Squadron, Squadron Supreme. Easy for you to say. From back in, I mean, back in the old Avengers days when they were evil. I mean, they were they were pretty oh, nasty characters. Right. Um, that that looks pretty cool. Um, of course, the usual is Black Science. Um, I kind of shine to Copperhead, so whenever I can get caught up with that, would be nice. Mm -hmm. uh, they got a trade out. Um, Spider Man's got a. Uh, looks like they got a pretty cool story arc coming up, gang war type thing. The, uh, the Convergence action comics should be pretty cool. Yeah, do you think that one looks entertaining? With the Red Sun characters. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm really looking forward to Colin Bunn taking over Aquaman. Me too. Are you sure. reading it again? Probably. I've already started reading it again. Have you? Yeah. He's that wasn't a slight on you, dude. I was just asking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not behind for a minute. That's okay. Uh, Mr. Curtis, books to watch. Suggestions, if you will. Oh. Uh, Flash Gordon, keep on that. Um, That's that King's version? Yeah. Keep an eye on uh, Bill and Ted. See, Let's see how this plays out. I think it's going to be a fun ride. Especially since they have one of their major conveyances in the future is a water slide. I think that's going to be cool. <laughs> um, even Howard, man. I'm surprised. It's it's not what I thought it was going to be right. at all. Uh, keep an eye on that. He's going to have a raccoon with him. So Ducks and raccoons probably don't get along. A you know, they had a, a Guardians cover that had uh, Cosmo on there, too. Oh. That'd really? be the best thing ever. I'd read that be all like the time. Like the Pet Avengers, except they can talk. Guardians Galaxy Pets? Yeah, they can kind talk. Of. Pet. Well, Dog doesn't really talk. He's more mental in your head. It's He's still talking. I'll take it. <laughs> Get out of my head, dog. <laughs> Is it Ross. like the one book where he just says, I'm a dog, over and <laughs> oh, over yeah. again, but it's, you hear yeah, it? We're talking about if it's in Jack Sorrow yeah. would be, I'm not a dog, I'm not a dog. Right? <laughs> and he wouldn't run in circles. Right. Uh, running straight, running straight lines yeah. and walls and stuff. Like like uh, Mike said, Copperhead. Right. Keep an eye on that. And keep reading Invincible. Because it's a good book. That is good. Just because it's not set in a superhero universe like all the others, it's still a good book. And you book. can jump into it anytime. Yeah. And pick up all the Blue Beetle crap from Convergence. And I'm out. The Blue Beetle crap. Let's stuff the Blue Beetle in it. Drek? I, There's Drek work, I, sir? <laughs> yes. Okay. Ross, why don't you give some books to watch? The uh, big one I'm excited for is Robin, Son of Batman. I have an interesting theory on that really quick. Okay. So they, Pat put a picture online the other day of Robin and Bat-Cow, and then Robin and that crazy creature that's on the cover that we've seen. That wing right. I think it's Bat-Cow, like literally a cow and a bat mixed together. Because he's got the nose ring and everything in him, and he's got the cow face if you look at it close enough. I never, yeah. I, I didn't catch it until he put those two pictures side to side. I think that's what they're going to do with that. Anyway. I'm going to tell you that's disturbing. It's, yeah. Imagine the 
guano coming from that thing. I know it, right? Holy crap. And that's not a... You think bat cow is going to be... I think he's going to be like... bat cow? I, I think he's going to be like man bat, but with a cow. So, huh. bat cow. Cow bat? Yep. It's enough out of you, mister. It's going to haunt my nightmares. Uh, Rob, books to watch. Uh, well, there's going to be a lot of stuff for Convergence. Secret Wars is coming up soon. Um, Spider-Man and the X-Men has actually been really surprisingly solid. It's definitely one to look at. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man has been great. Iron Fist is actually getting a lot better. Um, Moon Knight's going to have a change in direction soon. So hopefully that will continue to be awesome. Uh, surprisingly enough, Inhumans is actually pretty incredible, and they're going to be bulking up their Inhuman storyline here soon with a couple more titles. So I agree with that. Totally. Oh, yeah, they're, aren't they come out uh, Uncanny Inhumans, right? Yeah. Yes, which I'm not sure why it's Uncanny Inhumans. So I guess we'll see. I think it's going to focus more on Black Bolt. It's, it's possible. That's it looks that way. You know, I got a chance to kind of thumb through the the new Uncanny Avengers book. Mm-hmm. No. I didn't really... It's an odd team, but sometimes that odd team really turns into something great. So, I mean... Um, but yeah, you think it's it's Adeline Rising and then Uncanny Avenger... Or Uncanny Inhumans. So, um... Should be really good. Well, they have that three-part deal going, the Spider-Man special. I don't know what the other... Yes. I don't know what the other two books are going to be, but that has something to do with Inhumans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man special, Inhumans uh, special, and uh, I don't know if it's going to go back to Spider-Man or if it's going to go to a third title. I don't remember what the third title was, but yeah, the shape up for it so far is very much introducing new Inhuman characters. Yeah, it's actually it's pretty good. It's actually really good. It was one we were talking about doing a lot. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a bad rate. It was pretty good. All right, um, let's see books to watch. I would give you, uh, God, what? It's not Collider. Dang it, BP. FPP is still good. Like I, I still like it. Art direction is not what I like anymore. I, I liked the art before, so the art's taking a little dip for me, but still good. Yeah, was that Robbie Rodriguez? Mm -hmm, it was. So he went over to Spider Gwen. Yep. Which is fine. Spider Gwen, I'd watch. Keep watching too. That thing's hot fire at this point. Um, what's the one coming out from Image with time travel that I? Chrononauts. Yes, Chrononauts. Yes. Um, I keep your eyes open no, for that Warren one. Murphy. Because that, I think that'll be freaking awesome. Oh, I mean, nothing else the book will look amazing. Another time one is uh, eight from Dark Horse. Eight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Eight's a good color too. That's, yeah. yeah, that's insane. No, it's yeah. A second issue come out? Not yet. No, not yet. Yeah, issue eight. It, the book itself is just called Eight. That's the name of the book. Mm. But yeah, it's it, art's great in it. Stories, at least the first issue's good. Are you so, kind of a revival? No, I haven't read the last probably three issues probably. Cause we had a new one last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so I'm behind. Yeah. Back. I still love revival though, but I I'm just behind on it. So, but yeah, those those would be books I'd watch. Where they're they're all pretty awesome at this point. Escape from New York. Escape from New York is still great. That book's surprisingly good. Oh yeah. There's there's so much action in one issue. Nowadays, you usually expect that out of three. So it's really good. And this picked up right after the, like the movie mm -hmm. ended, right? Where he tore up the tape. New York's, yeah, yeah. New York's ending. Yeah. Prior to the whole uh, LA. LA. Is the uh, is Donald Pleasanton? No. Damn it. He's by himself. He's in Florida now. He's a duke. He's a number one. I know who he is. He died in uh, Halloween. 
That's right, That's he right. did. <laughs> See? Oh my god. I'm pretty sir. Good old DP. Diamond Dallas Page? Bang! No, just DP. Okay. <laughs> that would not have been half the movie it was without DP in Halloween. I like Dr. Pepper too. <laughs> he so both are ridiculous. <laughs> well, oh, oh my god. Alright, so, uh,. Oh, straight issue two's out. If you if you guys pick up one, pick up two. Uh, still awesome. Yeah. Vito Lasante and John Isaacs. He has got a position for uh, Action Lab now. I can't remember what it was. Hmm. He he actually got hired on at, at Action Lab at doing something that Kelly. Who was the dude that was doing the book that passed away? Skyward. Uh, Jeremy Dale. Jeremy Dale. Dale. Mm-hmm. Right. Kelly Dale stepped down or is on a hiatus, and he got appointed her position in Action Lab. Oh, okay. So he's he's a higher up in Action Lab now, so congrats mm-hmm. to that. I missed that book. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. That's really sad. He was kind of, yeah, earlier today, actually, I was going through some pictures, trying to find a, a photo to text to a guy, and um, I came across the pictures of Jeremy with our sign. Yeah. And I, yeah, for a minute, it was, yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, Skyward. awesome guy, a great, fantastic artist. Oh my God. Well, yeah. He was, yeah. He was awesome. It was, it was different than anything else. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, get, look for it, folks. It was good. It's like Telos, but yeah, a lot like it, huh? On a different Man. level. How many issues did it get oh, to? Eight. Uh, eight. That's I believe, it. I believe yeah. Eight or nine. Maybe nine. I don't remember the number. That's too bad. Um, we did hear rumors of the return of Battle Chasers also. Oh yeah, oh, yes, that is so, true. as a as a comic book and a board game, or yes, some type like of games, RPG, something. Which, yeah. so we'll see, we'll see. Maybe we'll get three issues in. Uh, you know who's pissed off about that? Who? Tim Seeley <laughs> and uh, Layman. That makes sense. Yeah, they're yeah. Ma- they're mad about it. John, John, yeah, we actually we used to talk to John in Denver about that prior to this being released to being a thing. Yeah, because they never finished Battle Chasers. Yeah, no. They just dropped it off, and they were like, yeah, that's a disservice to you and the fans. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to support that. And I'm like, that's that's cool. Hearing that from a creator, Right. that's cool. Yeah, it's funny that that actually did just come up between us in, like, a, in a conversation. Yeah, well, and Humberto felt the same way about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Man, it was really weird how that whole show kind of went up. Because we kind of talked about that a lot, and now all of a sudden here we are. Mm-hmm. Just about a year later, and it's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to bring it back. All right. Yeah. Weirdo. It's not like uh, Danger Girl or Crimson from Cliffhanger. Yeah. No. Because they actually finished their stuff. Right. It may have taken Jay Scott three years to do it, but yeah. he got it done. Anyway. All right, uh, I think that's it. Anything else? Lock out. Ross got anything in your pockets? Keys? Don't sit on those. I got some tikis. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> Tiki? Tiki. Tiki. Howard oh, the yeah. Duck. Yeah.